0: welcome to the world of rex we are back with another week of the vibes through an astrological lens right we're doing some other magic here but mostly keeping it to the astrology what is going on for the week of february 27th to march 5th we are entering the islands of march it's happening you're getting an accent from me on the top of this we're in pisces season y'all This is the time where we are letting go and letting God. That is actually the easiest phrase that I attribute to Pisces because no matter how you feel about God, whether you consider it to be source, the universe, nature, the earth, uh, the astrology, some people consider astrology God, uh, whatever you consider the numinous to be, the awesome, awesome being awe-inspiring, right? Whatever you consider that to be, this moment until March 20th, which is Aries, the beginning of Aries season, is a time to slough off, to let go, to die. More metaphorically, but, you know, people also tend to pass away during Pisces. Pisces season is a time of passing, no matter what. Any time is a time of passing, but Pisces has a, a particular vibration of letting go. Letting the sand fall through your fingers and having a, uh, a deep reverence for impermanence. That's a great way to handle this period of time. So, you know, it's a very liminal time of the year in the Western and in the Northern Hemisphere, rather, which, you know, Western astrology is based off of. In the Northern Hemisphere, it is the transition period from uh, winter to spring. It is not quite winter. It is not quite spring. It is this awkward, interesting period where things are about to wake up, but there's just a little bit more dying that needs to be done. And so that is the let go and let God moment. There is a profound emphasis on endings during this period of time, during this week. Okay. Also next week, as we move through Pisces season, the rebirth and the reclaiming of the self becomes much more easy after March 20th. There are so many reasons why this year, more than any, 2023 is so potent because we have two really powerful planetary movements happening. In March, which is the, it's the astrological time of the year where like Aries season, the fire is lit, like things light up, but we're not quite there yet. So this week I want, you know, everyone listening to really take some time to like look and think about what is, what chapters are closing in your life right now? What endings are happening? What about you has to be let go? What do you personally, privately are like, oh, I, I can't bring this forward with me. I can't bring this bag this baggage i can't bring this forward with me i have to to let this go i have to let this relationship go or i have to let this dynamic go or i have to let go of my own trauma or i have to let go of how i communicate in this way there's some things or you know thing or things it could be multiple things often as with pisces that we're learning to hand over to source learning to hand over to god however you you know uh, conceptualize that or believe in that and so that being said, it is a time of slowing down, lethargy, of grief. Grief is so powerful, really, truly. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but you, there's uh, uh, – Martin Martin Prechtel talks a lot about grief and how you really – as a human being and as a culture, Western society is really afraid of, of death and really afraid of grief. And because grieving, grieving and death are very close – they're close bedfellows. And in the West, in in this quote-unquote, you know, civilized society, uh, imperialized, you know, imperialist society, we are very afraid of, you know, taboo. It's very taboo. It's eighth house, the things that we do not talk about. And uh, that is death. That is death. That is, you know, anything fringe, anything considered um, indiscernible. And we don't understand death fundamentally. We don't know why we're alive. We also don't know why we die or what happens when we die. Right, so there's this like, oh, oh gosh, let me separate myself from that experience because it's scary, and we culturally are in that together in the West, and there are other cultures in the world that have a very strong relationship to grief. and Martine Prechtel talks about grieving as like a sacred act, where, wherein if you let yourself grieve, you can experience joy. and In fact, Martine Prechtel makes a very bold statement. He says that essentially the amount to which you let yourself grieve is the direct correlative amount to which you let yourself feel joy. And that is Pisces season in a nutshell. There's two fish going in opposite directions, one of which is grieving profoundly, and the other of which is like infinite positive potential. Like, wow, the world is a magical place. That's one of the fish. The other of the fish is like... I have to let go every th- of everything. I have to let go of every ego identification. I have to let go of every little spat I've ever been in. I have to let go of all the grudges that I have. I have to let go of all this, this human mortal coil. That's one of the fish. So there's a tension during this season that's very real. You know, I'm a Pisces Sun, I have a Pisces Mercury. I, I really, this is, is part of my work in this lifetime. It's part of any Pisces that you know. If you're a Pisces rising, Pisces moon, Pisces sun, this is a big part of your work, is to help guide the collective through things that are intangible, things that are hard to understand, things that are scary because they are so profoundly liminal. Death is one of those things. So that's part of the work. And and because we are deep in Pisces season, it's like, why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because we are deep in Pisces season and therefore all of us archetypally, whether we have pl- placements in Pisces or not, we are in the vibrational tone of this moment, which is is the lens Pisces. Pisces is the lens through which we are experiencing the world until March 20th. So it's good to lean in, slow down, and and let yourself you know, let yourself feel a sense, a deep sense of, uh, whatever comes up, but really like slowing down. And, and even the word that keeps coming to my mind is lethargy. Like let yourself sleep, let yourself feel, uh, like you're releasing things. It's a really good time to practice any kind of spiritual, really spiritual. Anything, uh, could be a walking meditation, could be a meditation in and of itself. Um, you know, doing sound baths, doing acupuncture, doing yoga. This is very much Pisces and Virgo are the two signs that are really like de- uh, deep in the body politic. I'm always telling clients when I read their charts, like Pisces and Virgo, you have to be taking care of your body in highly spiritual and highly attuned ways. So this is the time to like get in, get into that work and like wring it out, literally like wring the toxins out of your body, going on a cleanse. You know, I, I have a friend who... Uh, she goes on a cleanse starting right around um, mid mid Pisces season, and it ends at the beginning of Aries season. She does that uh, just it, she does she does it intuitively, but I find it the timing of it astrologically is beautiful. She's not doing it because of the astrology, but that's when she does it. She's getting ready for spring. She's cleaning herself out. She's letting go of toxicity in her body, quite literally. So drinking extra water during this period of time, letting yourself sleep, really paying attention to your dreams is just wonderful to do right now because this is very potent dream time with the sun in Pisces. Neptune is also there, right? So like we've got two powerhouses in Pisces saying, "Listen to your dreams." Not just, of course, your the dreams that you're having when you're sleeping, but also, as I said last episode, really being clear about like what do I want beyond logic? What do I desire that maybe is so big and and kind of even scary? I got it, but I really want it. So getting clear on that. But, you know, part of making room for the dream is letting go of all the stuff that gets in the way, right? And this is major preparation for Aries season because March 20th onward, we have so much fire underneath us in terms of our individual aspiration. And 2023 is unique in the sense that, I mean, this is really like a once, once in a, once in, uh, let's see, an 18-year lifetime, right? Like, not lifetime. Once in an 18-year opportunity. This is a once in an 18-year opportunity to really jump on the Aries bandwagon. And the only way for us to jump on the Aries bandwagon is to l- really let go of what's getting in our way of individuating. Because that's what Aries is all about. Individual assertion. This is a particularly unique year for going after what you want. Really knowing where Aries falls in your chart is like just supremely helpful to be ready for this moment. So if you know where Aries falls in your chart or if you need to get a reading with me, you know I do readings, click the link in the show notes. I can help get you really prepared because this year is, if you're interested in like individual advancement, feeling seen, feeling heard, being celebrated for what you've done, doing something competitively, doing something, trying to really achieve a goal and and change something, Aries is all about like, I'm going to do something, I'm going to assert myself and I'm going to change culture. I'm going to mutate the collective. I'm going to push the needle forward. That is That's available this year. And depending on where Aries falls in your chart, those are the themes in which you can really make a ton of progress. Like just, it's so juicy and so fiery. In preparation for that, all the way until March 20th, we have to actually slow way, way, way down. Halo made a really good point in our conversation uh, a couple episodes ago where they mentioned that Saturn is combust. And what that means is that the Sun and Saturn are have been traveling together. They traveled together for like, I mean, technically it's like closely, a couple, like a week and a half, 10 days, but they really were combust all the way until the end of march they they're very close to each other and regardless of what kind of orb you work with which is just the degrees apart regardless of that when the sun and saturn are in the same part of the sky there is a massive slowing down there's just a massive cap on energy saturn comes in and basically throws a blanket over the sun and says no light no light death darkness you can't see anything you're scared you're terrified hysteria like what's happening there's a limit and there is an incredible rebirth starting March 20th onward. And I mean, you could even argue March 7th because that's when Saturn moves into Pisces. But I'm going to give it, I mean, I really like April, but like late March is beautiful for this moment where the sun starts to really shine brightly in Aries, which is its exaltation. So really wonderful, really, really wonderful moment to just let yourself be in the dark. Let yourself grieve. Let yourself feel sorrow. Let yourself feel the uncomfortable emotions. I think I said this last year when I recorded right around this time. This is the time to just let yourself be in the liminal space and slow way, way, way down. OK, March 20th onward, just start finding, you know, get re- if you've done the work during Pisces season to let go and to get really clear on your dream, then Aries season is much more graceful. It's just much more Aries is really good at doing one thing at a time and and one thing like voraciously. So if you can distill like what the overarching plan is, Aries is is just there's so much juice right now. We've got Venus, Jupiter, Chiron and the north node is entering Aries. So we have a party happening up in Aries like I said it's a one and once in an 18 year opportunity with the north node there and it's it's you know you do not get the benefics together in Aries with the benefics being Venus and Jupiter you do not get them together in Aries at the beginning of Aries season you know pretty much it, it, the, I don't know the last time it happened but this doesn't happen it the last time it could have happened was 12 years ago but I don't even think it did I don't even think Venus was there 12 years ago I can look I'm gonna look right now this is the cool thing about my chart I can go back in time so 12 years ago you can think back to 12 years ago too that's a really interesting moment to think about what was going on for you so 12 years ago we had Jupiter and Aries and Yeah. Venus was not there. Venus was not there. She was in Capricorn. So very interesting, right? She was in Aquarius by the time it hit Aries season. So this is really like, I'm just telling y'all, the point I'm trying to make by being very geeky and, and looking at the chart is that it is not common that you get the benefics together in aries season as aries season is starting so it's just i'm telling you energetically all this means even if you don't understand anything i'm saying about the astrology march 20th onward has so much creative potential individual potential going after what you want if you know where aries falls in your chart this is where you are working right and if you don't know let me give you an hour-long pep talk about this is where you can excel it just immensely I'm very excited about it. You can tell I have a progressed sun in Aries, so I'm secretly in Aries. It's very exciting. I get so excited. It also is falling in a very juicy part of my chart, so of course I'm a happy guy with it. Okay, so back to 2023. I just had to go back in time, back forward. Let's start off with the the weekly energy vibes, yeah? Monday... February 27th, we start out, right, smack dab in the middle of Pisces season. The sun is cruising through Pisces. It's going to have a contact with Neptune in a couple weeks, so we're going to get ready for that. It's going to be a dreamy, dreamy time. A lot of what I just said about death, dying, grieving, letting yourself go, finding God. This is all your work right now. This is the big solar work that we're all doing. The moon starts out on in Gemini next to Mars, smack dab on Monday. So Monday is going to be extra talkative. There's going to be a lot of communication. If you are a Gemini, this can be a particularly emotional day. Or if you have Gemini moon, this can be a particularly emotional day or Gemini rising. So all my Gemini's out there. Sagittarius is, this is going to be some relationship stuff for you for sure. But the the moon and Gemini next to Mars is, you know, there's an energized, there's an energized quality here in the sense that Mercury is still, Mercury, the planet of communication which is what Gemini... Gemini is all about Mercury. That's the the ruling planet of Gemini. The, Aqu- Aquarius is helping us out. Mercury and Aquarius is helping out in terms of finding new strategies as we've come out of the Mars retrograde that I've been talking about incessantly since October 31st of 2022. So there's just some nice... Even though there may be some un- uncomfortability because the moon doesn't like being by Mars. So we're trying things out that are new. They are uncomfortable because they are precisely because they are new. But in the air signs, it's like, let's be logical. Let's figure things out. Let's have logical conversations. Let's have logistical conversations. Mercury in Aquarius is saying, hey, yeah, 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 totally. You want to be part of a group? We got to do some personal work around our communication. We've got to do some personal work around, you know, the new strategies we're trying to be more uh, social in general. How can we be more social? And uh, kind of like dissecting antisocial behavior in a way. This this Mercury-Mars uh, trine, which actually happened last week on Wednesday, was asking us, it's still in effect, and, it's, and the moon is highlighting it today, which is why I'm bringing it up. It's asking us, like, what behaviors are you doing that are social versus what behaviors are you doing that are antisocial? There isn't necessarily anything wrong with antisocial behavior as long as it's like you're being conscious around it and you're communicating effectively around it. Although, you know, my therapist would argue <laughs> this is hilarious. I'm bringing my therapist. My therapist would argue that if that all antisocial behavior is negative in the sense that you can be social while spending alone time, in the sense that you can negotiate this is the difference you can negotiate alone time or you can ne- negotiate separation in a way that makes everyone feel like they were involved, which is a social behavior. So you can find alone time or find new strategies in your life for you that work for you. By still being social or still having social lubrication and working together and negotiating. So, there's a lot around negotiating. It's very positive. Um, So, that's the first day. There's a lot of talking. I just want to be honest. Monday is extremely gregarious, a lot of talking with the moon on Mars be mindful of critiquing people on this day or trying to like, you know, um, overstep and and try to fix somebody or share something without thinking it through, because there can be a lot of that. Mars is getting a ton of Mars is our drive, right? It's in Gemini. We're trying new strategies. That's what it is. It's getting a ton of positive energy from Venus and Jupiter in Aries, which is all about individual assertion. So there's already little breadcrumbs around what March is going to be like, March 20th onward, what Aries season is going to be like for you. So there's already empowering things happening for a lot of folks in terms of if, if they tried something new. If you tried something new or tried new strategies or decided, okay, I'm going to do a different thing than what I've been trying because it hasn't been working, there is good luck on your side for the new things that you are trying just go slow and if you get frustrated don't you know curse at anybody basically that's the moon and mars it's just like um, hostile communication so on tuesday the moon is leaving Mer- uh, Gem- uh, gemini and moving into cancer so it's gonna be a different vibe it's gonna really shift the moon moves into cancer just for everybody to know it moves into cancer pst time right around 6 35 ish Oh no, more 7, 7.30. So 7.30 PM, 7.30 PM we have the uh, moon moving into cancer and the moment, that's why I'm marking this, 7.30 PM PST for the UK folks, it's gonna be early morning on Wednesday. When the moon moves into cancer, it's gonna be a total tone shift and it's gonna be like, go back to your roots, nurture yourself, take a warm bath, eat some really good food, watch a movie and cry, like watch like Shrek or something and cry. There's just a, a, a coming back down after all the conversing that was happening Monday and then Tuesday all the way until 7.30 p.m. So Monday, Tuesday, very social, lots of communication and lots of information, text messaging, social media, lots of that. That's all Gemini. The moon moving into Cancer on the evening of Tuesday is going to be like, OK, you need to take a rest now, please. And that really continues for another two days. Uh Tuesday evening Wednesday all day Wednesday and then probably like halfway through Thursday would be my guess is when the moon leaves yeah the moon leaves no the moon actually leaves Friday morning so you know Wednesday Thursday are moon and cancer time wonderful time to really ground down with the people that you love and like check in with your family whether it's chosen family or just you know your blood family whatever they're the people you live in a house with Wednesday Thursday just the me- the medicine of moon and cancer is like let yourself be soft with the people that you care about and if there is any relational stuff that needs to be assessed it's a really great time to actually have like a therapeutic I mean, a slow conversation, but a therapeutic conversation or just like um, adding emotional weight to whatever logistical stuff was happening Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday could have been very like um, dry or just like, yeah, 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 I got the idea. I got the idea. And then Wednesday, Thursday is like, where's the heart? Where's the heart behind this? So there really is an ask energetically Wednesday, Thursday uh, to sink in. the heart space, the belly space, the the child within us, the parent within us. I mean, these are some deep cancerian topics. It is a wonderful time to um, try new emotional things with a partner or a friend, like really, and by new emotional things, I mean like having a conversation that you haven't had before, having a deeper or more intimate check-in. Uh, bringing up uh, an idea to bring someone closer to you, like thinking like, hey, like, can we just like spend some time snuggling or can we go on a walk together where we're just spending time with the two of us? Something that's new. Cancer is a nice sign for starting new things in regards to getting closer emotionally to people. While that is happening, interestingly, Venus and uh, Jupiter is this happening while, I think they can join while the moon, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Interesting. So yeah, this this whole week, there's not a ton happening except for we're doing our our grieving, dying, letting go, letting go and letting God. We're doing the Pisces trip. But the the thing that's happening apart from the moon just moving around, there isn't much happening this week, which is great. let's Let's take a break. But the moon moving around, apart from that, we've got Venus and Jupiter conjoining in Aries, and they really start to conjoin actually Monday evening PST. So we get this this nice. uh, There, no, not quite. I want to actually take that back. They conjoin exactly. My eyeballs are there. We go. (laughs) Wednesday, March (laughs) first. It's funny. I'm like a, a, yeah. Anyway, um, I just like could not read numbers for a moment. They both conjoin at eleven degrees of Aries, Venus and Jupiter. So Wednesday, that's the big astrology. Just FYI, everybody, if you want to know the big day, there's not a lot happening this week, but the big day is Wednesday, March first. We have the two benefics, which are the two. Cute, cute, happy planets. Venus, the goddess of love. Aphrodite and Jupiter. Zeus, the the god who's just like, let me give you what you want. These two happy, jolly cutie pies are kissing together in Aries. They're having a little, like... Steamy, but mostly cute, like, uh, you know, Harajuku girl style, like, uh, makeout sesh. I don't know why I went there with it, but I hope that was a fun visual for you. They're having a cute time together, basically. They're like, they're like I, I think a nice example in Aries is like, they're both having like a really awesome, like, they're rock climbing together. And they get to the top of the rock and they're like making out. Like it's sweaty and it's fiery. It's all very Aries. Um, the sun is beaming down on them. So they're having a really cute moment. What that means for us as above, so below as little like meat flash sacks that get pulled by the planets. What this means for us is that Wednesday, March 1st, there is, it's a great day to do planetary magic. And what I mean by that is that there's just a lot of potential for asking for what you I, as an individual, you as an individual want, especially if you know where Aries falls in your chart, knowing the themes of that house. Right. There's 12 houses. Each of the 12 houses has a theme. So if this is happening, let's say that you are a Taurus rising. This will be happening in your 12th house. I mean, woof! this would be the day to start like a new spiritual practice or to say a prayer or to like watch all your really log all of the dreams that you have or work on a project behind the scenes or deal with foreign travel like that's 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 the magic for you right there. And you could really create a spell or a meditation around those themes. If you are, let's say a Sagittarius rising, this is falling in your fifth house of lovers, creative projects, pregnancy, children. So really putting in a prayer around those topics and, or, or making a big, like Aries, isn't just a prayer. Pisces is a prayer. Aries is like, go for it. Just like, don't even pray. Just like, boom, like let's (laughs) the, you know, the race has begun. We are running. So it's actually kind of a beautiful day to take some action. And even though it is Pisces season, and I just told you to slow down, March 1st is a nice day to take some healing and reparative action. That's because they're all next to Chiron by two degrees. Chiron is the wounded healer. When you have two benefics next to the wounded healer, it's about healing. It's about healing. So if you want to make some big strides in healing, whatever part of the chart Aries is for you, this is a beautiful day day. This is a wonderful, amazing planetary magic juicy time day. I love it. So if you're going to do a prayer, I would do it that day. They're exact early morning, really. Uh, it's, it's, I think they're even on PST time. If I'm going to be exact, they, they come exact. I mean, people who do planetary magic are like really deep into the exact moment, but I would say that it looks to be around the exact moment looks to be around... Eh. It's within the 5.30 a.m. 5.30 to 6.30 a.m. period. So early morning for the PST folks, and then for folks in the U.K., it'll be more like Monday evening, uh, Monday afternoon. So anyway, regardless, the whole day is... Not, mo- not Monday, Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wednesday, I'm, you know what? Anyway, so Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, that's a really juicy time to just say a prayer, go for what you want, like make it really hyper individualized. And it is not, I want to be very clear. I talked about this at the, in the week, uh, in the yearly 2023 year ahead uh, overview, where I talked about, you know, all of us are going to want to be first. We're going to want to be the first wife. That was uh, in relationship to the hexagram that I pulled from the I Ching. And this is a wonderful year to really push forward In terms of your personal goals the thing that we have to maintain because the outer planets are in Aquarius Capricorn Aquarius and Pisces the outer planets being Pluto Saturn Neptune when the outer planets are in Capricorn Aquarius and Pisces they're in highly transpersonal signs they're in highly collective oriented structured like you know you're working with a bunch of people signs Aries is a sign and, you know, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, they're all signs that are very, very self-oriented. That's that's part of their archetype. They are self-oriented. So we're all going to want to be really, really first. And we are at the whim of the outer planets. So we have to make sure that whatever, however we are pushing forward on Wednesday, March 1st, the question underneath all of your pushing forward energy or your prayer or your planetary magic is, is my healing is my desire for healing aligned with collective healing, collective good, expansion of the collective? Like, is the healing that I'm doing, w- will it allow me to help other people heal? Will it allow me to integrate more with other people and bring about the future that I desire, Aquarius? If, it is, if you are just desiring for the, se- the sake of the self alone— This is a very dangerous day to do planetary magic because you'll get your way, but without listening to the outer planets and the outer planets, I I know this from personal experience from working with them for 17 years, Pluto and Saturn, they come down really hard when people are acting in an ego uh, driven behavior or antisocial behavior or just haven't integrated the lessons or letting their shadow sort of run the show. They, will, they, they They always get you. Saturn and Pluto always get you. So the, the caveat here is to just be very clear about how your individual personal desire, which is really going to wake up during Aries season, but now Wednesday, March 1st is a wonderful day to pray for it or to take an action for it. You have to make sure that that desire is, you know, you have planted it in a garden in which you are very aware of how, everyone else can eat from the garden once the plants have grown, right? So you're winning, everyone's winning. I just said this on the phone to somebody today who is an Aries, actually. I was like, everyone wins. And I love saying that. I love saying everyone wins. That's the energy behind March 1st. I win, thus everyone wins. So do some uh, planetary magic. That's the best day of the week. I love it. Thursday, uh, Jupiter and Venus continue to work together at 12 degrees so they move in tandem they're dancing y'all this is like a hot sexy tango they are dancing on thursday march 2nd they're getting closer to chiron so there's more healing available again healing is underneath here you're going for something you want and you're healing yourself wednesday thursday pay attention to who you're talking to who you're collaborating with the moon in cancer is saying like let's 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 uh plant this in emotional soil like watered soil like this has to have some desire and feeling underneath it we can't do it because we feel like we have to or because it's logical it has to be emotional and connected and it's usually in cancer it's connected with a sense of home family history your chosen family really getting in deep and maybe sharing with a family member this is what I'm doing and like I want to involve you or just like I want to share intimately about this new desire that I'm having for people that have been let's say abandoning themselves for you know, decades, years, months, who knows (laughs) the timelines that everyone's on. This year is going to be a really sharp wake up call. March, April will be a really sharp wake up call precisely because all of that Aries energy is going to shake people out of their sort of disassociative stupor. People are going to be coming out and saying, oh my gosh, I didn't, I wasn't honest about who I am, or what I wanted, and now I have this clarity all of a sudden, which is definitely Jupiter and Venus on Chiron, right? They're like heal the wound of I, of individual identity, heal the wound of individuation, right? How the tricky dance that we're all doing here, that the that Jupiter and Venus want us to do this year, what the North Node wants us to do this year, the North Node of destiny wants us to do this year, is how can I be fully myself and still be In touch with a a collective of people how can I be completely honoring of who I am and also have relationships that that are you know largely equal or if not equal at least healthy negotiations right this is like big big work that we're doing and this week we get some really nice boosted energy to like figure that out and when the, when the benefics are very active, when the good, cute babies are really active in the sky, it's usually easier. So there's, so, I think that there's just some collective gifts for everybody Tuesday, um, Wednesday, Thursday, and even into Friday. We have Venus kiss Chiron on Friday, which is just super juicy. Lots of healing. Now, Friday gets a little bit... <laughs> We always got to watch out. Uh, we got to watch out when the moon uh, opposes Pluto, Pluto being the lord of the underworld. That happens on uh, fr- Friday, March 3rd, uh, the moment that we start in the mo- in the morning. We've got that really intense opposition with Pluto at the final degree of Capricorn and the moon at the final degree of Cancer. So just know that Friday morning, we could wake up and feel moody, emotional. There could be some, uh, you know, Questioning about power structures, power dynamics, maybe responsibilities, feeling like, oh, I just want to feel good and feel loved, but I have this like really deep thing that I got to feel that's uncomfortable or I have to have an uncomfortable conversation. There is something around merging resources, assets, uh, power structures, power dynamics, third party stories. Yeah. Anyway, the list goes on with Pluto, but there's some sort of integration and transformation happening emotionally Friday morning all the way until, you know, the afternoon. So just be slow with yourself. I I tend not to want to make, I don't like to make big decisions when the moon is opposing Pluto. If I, because I look at the chart all the time, the moment I notice that that's happening, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm just gonna keep it chill for a minute. Just gonna keep it chill. Not gonna make any big decisions. So, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, you could be feeling a lot, and that's really useful information. But, decision making, I would wait until, mm, I don't know, Monday. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you need to send any really fiery emails off um, unless you absolutely have to. And then I would really try to keep it less emotional and more logical. <sighs> ah, yeah, yes, Friday. Okay, so let's take a peek at the weekend, weekend vibes. Weekend, we have the moon in Leo all weekend long. So, you know, fire sign, Leo. I would just say that, like, of course, Leos are going to be feeling themselves. Leo as a sign is just about feeling loved, feeling heart-based, being expressive, uh, being dramatic, but, you know, hopefully not in, like, a negative way, but just, like, dramatics for the sake of dramatics. You know, I'm an actor. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, Performing, of course, wonderful under a Leo moon. It's just a great time to, you know, fire signs, fire sign weekends, when a weekend is, is uh, has the moon in a fire sign, it's just a good time to be social. It's a good time to just like go out, have a good time, you know, like it, be performative in front of your friends just for the sake of it. Like have, you know, dress up, you know, wear extra makeup or wear something flashy. That's all very Leo moon make sure that it's coming from a place of like heart and authenticity. It works really, really well with all the, the Aries energy. Aries and, and Leo get along fantastically. Aries says, I am. And Leo says, yes, you are, baby. And look at me too. <laughs> I'm right here as well. We're here together. Let's dance. <laughs> um, just dance. So that's, that's the weekend it's nice i think that there's just more emotional integrating around our personal each of and every one of our personal desires our individuation the journey of like really waking up into who we are that's what's happening in 2023 especially because like oof yeah we're having we're leaving the the covid signature so we're coming out everyone's coming out in with a new identity and that's going to be the north node in aries so this Leo moon weekend is like, let your freak, like, just let, let yourself be freaky. Let yourself be, let yourself be like, that's very Leo is like, yeah, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. Like, I'm kind of over the top, but like, that's what it is. It's like, let's have a good time. Let's pay attention to me. So we're all maybe, you know, there could be some vying for attention, but it's all good. It's all good to be expressive in this moment. I think it's very, very healing. Having heart-based conversations during this time is great. Um, The moon will oppose Saturn on Sunday. So just know that that last the last hours of Sunday evening can feel a little hmm, there can be a little bit of a reality check after being really expressive. In some ways, I would call it like a hangover kind of an energy, but just feeling like, okay, I have to get ready for the week ahead. It's very practical. It it fits in very well. The timing of it fits in very well with late capitalism where it's like, okay, going to go to sleep early Sunday night so I can, you know, be ready to clock in on Monday So that's kind of the energy Sunday night. It could have a somber quality, especially if you have sensitive points in Leo and Aquarius or Taurus and Scorpio. So just know that that's coming in. But otherwise, you know, y'all folks, this is a quiet week. I like it. It's a quiet week with some really juicy, like, mm, just feel good energy. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, most of the week. It's nice. It's nice to have a week where I look at at the weather and I'm like, This looks like a lot of healing for folks as we're letting go and letting God during Pisces season. I hope this was really helpful. Thank you for listening to The World of Rex. It means the world to me. Thank you for supporting the channel. The ways you can do that is you can rate this channel, support, you know, I guess it's not a channel, it's a podcast. You know me, I listen to a lot of YouTube, so here we go. Uh, You can rate the podcast. You can share, subscribe that it's really helps actually with the algorithms. You can get a reading with me. That is one of the best ways to not only meet me and hang out with me for an hour, which all the folks who do get readings with me can tell you it's amazing. (laughs) Not tooting my own horn, but I have a great time too. I love meeting people, love spending time with folks. So if you want to get a reading with me, the link is in the show notes there. I work with a sliding scale to help folks out. And, uh, yeah it's going to be a really great year i'm so excited we're already in march and i'm going to get more and more enthusiastic as the march episodes come come out because this is oh this is it y'all we're ramping up it's so cool energetically to see how dynamic march is it's like really march and april are the literally the juiciest months of the year so let's let's go big and go bold let's get ready first we got to let some stuff go but here we go. The fire is is just kindling. It's very, very exciting. All right. I will see you next week on the World of Rex. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.